Hey, guess what? It's time for making kayfabe with your hosts, Bryce and Dylan. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the greatest podcast in the world. This is the show where two accomplished and, dare I say, incredibly handsome writers rebook some of wrestling's biggest missed opportunities. And let me tell you, they don't get any bigger than Keith Lee. We are very fortunate in our business, in our line of work, to be rebooking some of the WWE stars because the WWE very kindly just decided to release loads of people <laughs> without even without even booking them. It's made our lives much easier. I can tell you that. We've had to do a little bit of reshuffling to get some of these rebookings in. And it means that Keith Lee has has jumped straight into season five. We we had season five already planned out and then the WWE were just like, nope, here's a bunch of guys we don't want and can totally afford but we don't want them anyway. So we took it upon ourselves to really quickly scribble down some ideas for Keith Lee. And I think you guys are really going to like what we have in store. It's incredible. Before we get to the big matter of Keith Lee, we are going to say hello to our good friend Bryce. Hello, Bryce. How are you? Very good, Dylan. Very good. You actually said they could totally afford those guys, but I mean, like they, they clearly couldn't. I mean, the reason for budget cuts, right? So, I mean, they've only they've only made record profits. You can't expect them to afford all these guys they got on the roster. So, you know, I just want to extend my thanks to Vince McMahon for for giving us just endless content for this uh, for this podcast. Couldn't do it without you, dude. Couldn't do it without you. Literally, yeah, you're, literally. you're the reason we do this. Yeah. Uh, you know, the thing is, Vince McMahon must feel pretty silly hmm. because he released all those people because of budget cuts, couldn't afford them, and yeah. then. Like a week later, The Rock gives him a, an egg that's worth a hundred million dollars. <laughs> so now Vince McMahon has enough money to go and rehire a lot of these people he let go. Isn't that perfect? John Morrison, come back. Come on back, John Morrison. Come on back, Iconics. We got plenty of money now. Come on, Keith Lee. You have plenty of room, you know? I'm, I'm going to assume you've just given a massive spoiler for what the story is. Just Vince McMahon gets an egg, hires everybody again. I, I think that's going to be every single rebooking I do from now on. I think that's a great a great corporate for KP of Tumboyle. Like, why does this happen? I think man got an egg and just got a lot of money so he can Vincent make it Man happen. got yeah. an egg. You know? Doesn't that... <laughs> it, it sounds like a Tumbola. It like, does, doesn't it? They, they're actually doing these in real life now, yeah. Vincent Man gets an egg. Mm. Uh, but the egg is worth a hundred... A hundred million. Not Cleopatra's egg or something as well. Yeah, a hundred million dollars, and and they said, you know what? Who needs more money? I know the billionaires. Mm, Give give the billionaires the hundred million dollar egg. That's a great idea. Exactly, exactly what we need. Um, And yeah, so legit. I mean, yeah, I was was joking earlier. Like the fact that they cut off these people is fucking ridiculous. It's atrocious. Um, You know, and just uh, so much talent gone to waste. And yeah, I I guess it does make our jobs easier because like. WWE are just churning out all these kind of like fuck ups every week. And, yeah, uh, will you see season six? Them, you know, yeah, <laughs> season six is going to be an awful lot of the people we said goodbye to this this year. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, also, in regards to the rebooking, you know, a guy like Keith Lee, he got let go without even like having any genuine booking on the main roster. No, nothing. You no. know what I mean? Like well, he, he oh, just debuted a new character, right? He was just a bear cat. Bear cat, rawr. Yeah. That's what bear cat sounds <laughs> Oh, I'm a bear cat. You know, this now this is spoilers for the rebooking, by the way. Rawr. You know, 
<laughs> you're not going to make him like man man bear cat like South Park, no. My page for writing this script has a big history, and then the word "rar" written in like text that's like you know seventy two size seventy two, you know. <laughs> You've just written "screw Flanders" here one hundred times. Yeah, well, I had to fill out the the word limit. Rar and Screw Flanders. You wouldn't think I'd be able to come up with a good rebooking with those two things in mind. But trust me, guys, if anybody can do it, it's us, the Making Cave Boys, because we've proven time and time again that we are adept at spinning any situation into a positive one. Isn't that the truth? We can, we can, we can literally rebook the dead. Yeah, twice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> God damn it. We can do anything. Going for we can free. Do anything. If you want to hear something truly unbelievable if you listen to our patreon page first of all we thank you very much making kayfabe forward slash patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe i got it great salesman i got it (laughs) but if you want to hear something truly incredible to to prove that we can do anything bryce rebooked nathan jones and heidenreich in a recent (laughs) storyline and it made sense it It is the greatest storyline ever yeah it's the greatest storyline they've ever been involved in surely Oh, God, easily. You know, Nathan Jones is crying out for a storyline like that. And it kind of proves just, I don't know if it's just because we're incredible at this or if it's just really easy to to write stories like this and the WWE are just dropping the ball time and time again. Not to say that Nathan Jones was a real drop the ball one, <laughs> but Keith Lee certainly was. There's a guy who's, like, really smart, really athletic, really yeah. good on the mic. Like, he can talk, but he doesn't sound like every other bland old monster right there he's very eloquent you know he's got a presence to him will you see that guy and you got the fucking like keith lee he's doing all this like super cruiserweight stuff and the guy's like 400 pounds right it's insane watching him move in the ring and just the the the, the stare down with brock lesnar at the royal rumble uh for example that that showed you kind of how athletic he was and just how great he was and just the fans got behind him it was looking really good for keith lee in wwe and then just people wanted to see that yeah. Like, you could hear, you could see it. It was right there. And then they were like, no, no, I don't know what to do with this guy, you know. And so just to rub salt in their fucking eyes, because we love doing that on this show, I've mm. came up with just a really simple, great, practical storyline for Keith Lee that we're going to get to in a little moment. And it just shows you how easy this shit is, you know. The WWE make billions of dollars, and they suck at their job. How does this work? We're great at our job, and we don't make billions of dollars. Give me that egg, Vince McMahon. Give me, give me that one hundred million dollar egg, please. We'll start our own wrestling company. Well, uh, why don't we call it AEW? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then again, AEW doing great bookings at the moment. So we need to get a rich billionaire. We need to get a rich billionaire on the phone. And I know a guy called Tony Khan. He's really into wrestling. Do you think we could get him on our side? Well, we need we need ten, but we also need the headbangers. Don't forget that. Yes, we need yes. the headbangers. That's the headbangers on our side. We can't make this work about the headbangers. Yes, there's three things we need: one, Tony Khan; two, money; three, the headbangers. <laughs> In that order. <laughs> yes. I mean, maybe the money first. We'll we'll work on it. So we're going to talk about Keith Lee. I think before we get into the history of Keith Lee, though, why don't we hear what the wonderful people who love KV Tavola, our lovely fans, have to say about the man himself, Keith Lee. Oh yeah, let's see what they're let's, talking about. Let's do it. So 
Okay, so let's hear what our lovely, lovely fans have to say about the Bearcat, Keith Lee. Arr. Arr. <laughs> Catching on. Everybody's going to be saying it. That's our new t-shirt. <laughs> just rawr. Rawr. <laughs> just, just like Comic Sans, rawr. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a Mickey Cave t-shirt. Black and white, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's see. We've got a comment from our good friend, CJ Palmasano. Hey. Hello, CJ. How are you? Thank you for the, the comment. And he says, out of all the wrestlers they release, how, just fucking how, do you fuck up Keith Lee? How do they not see him and Roman at Survivor Series and Brock in this video? It, that's referring to a little Twitter video that we posted. And, and not see him as the next top star. And I agree with that, CJ, completely, 100%, you know. Yeah, the, the video was uh, one about the this Roy, Roy Rumble 2020, I think it was. And it was when Keith Lee faced off with Brock Lesnar. And, like, the fucking, the fucking pop that Keith Lee got when he knocked Brock on his ass off a shoulder block. Like, that's, that's the kind of pop that WWE should be chasing, man. It's just, I can't believe they saw that and thought, I don't know, let, let, let's not kind of push this guy to the moon, you know? Exactly. Like, it's money. It's so, like, yeah. it's right there. It's not even complicated, you know? It's not like you had no plans for, oh, creative's going to have it for you. That's right fucking there. Everybody yeah. would love to see Brock Lesnar versus Keith Lee because that's a fun, new, interesting matchup. The good use yeah. of Brock Lesnar, good use of Keith Lee. That would be great. A kick-ass match. How, how would they be like, no, we don't, we don't like that. That's no good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just okay. unbelievable. And like Brock, Brock was up for it as well. Like Brock's facial expressions and stuff when he was... It was almost like a two-minute kind of like... Um, uh, kind of wrestle around, but it, it made me excited to see Brock and Keith Lee down the line and just, yeah, nothing. Nothing, yeah. basically. Well, good luck with that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe in the future? Uh. Well, speaking of that, for example, we have uh, Spencer Taylor, Taylor Made Gaming on Twitter, <laughs> said, I can't wait for this one. I really think WWE will regret letting Keith Lee go. He should have been the one to retire Brock Lesnar in a few years. You're like, <laughs> that's exactly what yeah. you're saying like yeah. that would be it totally makes sense it would be a fun match to watch i feel like they should regret it if they don't already and especially once they hear our rebooking then they're mm. definitely gonna regret it because they're like oh boy we could have done all this oh yeah. exactly just just basically kind of what i said about brock like, i think Keith and brock would be in the money match like Keith's one of the ones that Keith Lee is maybe one of the ones that you could imagine having something behind being Brock, you know? Like, a lot of people Brock goes against these days. He's like, you know, Brock's going to beat them kind of thing. It's just yes. it's just how it works. But Keith Lee could have made a lot of sense to, like like uh, Spencer says, retire Brock or just have that big money match. Exactly. To, for a guy to bring the fight to Brock Lesnar, there's, like, there's not a whole lot of people out there who have the kind of physique or the build to really go up against Brock Lesnar as a challenge. Keith Lee was the guy. Yeah. And they were like, no, we don't, can't see any money in this whatsoever. But, but an egg? Yeah. Yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> a Cleopatra egg? I love the idea of Vince McMahon. Like, he's, he's just holding two photographs in his hand, and one of them's Keith Lee, and one of them's an egg. Like, mm, I don't know. Tough <laughs> choice. Got, like, smash cut to him walking out of his office holding the egg, and then everybody's like, no! <laughs> Who put him in charge? This is uh, awful. That fucking egg, man. That fucking egg. That egg is killing me. That's such a. 
What a wonderful gift that was. Like the year is almost over, but the WWE still keep on giving. You know, That's it. they're they're not done yet. They're, <laughs> dude, we're gonna have to fucking we're gonna have to reboot the egg at some point. The we're gonna have to. Egg. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are the chances that the next I don't know thousand tombolas we're gonna get involved that egg? <laughs> Receives an egg from the rock. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, I love that egg. <laughs> Everybody, go to the Twitter page. Leave us your favorite moments of the egg. You know, <laughs> top top ten moments of the egg. Top, top, top ten stupid egg moments. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be like a new uh, video on one of those wrestling channels on YouTube. Top ten egg moments. Hmm. When the egg blew up Vince McMahon's demo, we didn't see it coming. Oh, <laughs> remember when? Remember when the egg was a higher power? <laughs> they took the mask. Was the egg all along? Do you remember in Survivor Series when the big egg hatched and out of the egg came the egg? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but see, I didn't think they had this much fun with the endless, egg. Endless possibilities. You know, when Rikishi ran over Steve Austin, he did it for the egg. <laughs> okay, before we get before this starts into the egg podcast, yeah, I'm gonna just really quickly read some more comments. Thomas Bata on Instagram said, "I thought Keith Lee had a ton of potential and thought he was going to be a WWE champion. He had a great theme song, but then it all went wrong." Yeah, and you know that's pretty much what we've been saying. He had he had all the tools, man. He had yeah. all the tools, and just WWE just didn't see any of those tools, basically, I guess, and just didn't want to use them. Yeah. It seems pretty clear from the comments that have been left from the the Making Kayfabe listeners and from what you and me have been saying uh, alongside that is that everybody seems to agree that the WWE had like majorly dropped the ball with this one. They really dropped the egg with this one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! They're a hundred million dollar (laughs) egg! But like, uh, like it's unanimous. Everybody agrees this is... Letting Keith Lee go is, is a big mistake in the, in yeah. the WWE, and you know the comments all all reflect that. So I want to say thank you for everybody who left comments. Fates warning one eight nine on Instagram, and we've also got Flash Jimenez. Hey. We've got Kevin Molnar, who's hmm. replied a couple of times. Matthew Dawkins, Ron Megaron of Megaron TV, which is maybe one of my favorite nicknames <laughs> ever. That's incredible. Thank you guys for leaving comments. We really appreciate it. Oh, this was guessed by Kevin Molnar. He guessed who. It yeah, you got it right. Days. Yeah, he's he's on fire this season. I think he's got a couple so far. Yeah, yeah. there well you done, go. Kevin. Excellent. Well done. What are your opinions on the egg? Please let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> Every segment in the show now is just gonna have. We're gonna, we're gonna have an egg segment. Yeah, an eggment. Eggment. <laughs> hey. Oh boy. Sometimes this shit writes itself. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you can see why Vince McMahon made the correct choice with the egg. So we want to say thank you very much for leaving comments, guys. And why don't we get into a little bit of a history on Keith Lee? How about that? Oh, I can't wait for this. Or we could do the history of the egg. I mean, what's going to come next? You don't know till you check uh, it out. Which came first, the catch-up or the egg? I don't know. <laughs> There's like, there's like thirty percent yeah. of a joke there. I don't know. Yeah, yeah you guys put that joke together yourselves. You know what yeah. we're going for. You know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's get to let's get to the little history. Woo! Rar. Rar.
So, here's a little bit of history for Keith Lee. Did you know that he started wrestling in 2005? Wow, that's a long time ago. What the fuck? I was like, that can't be right. Jesus. It's insane. So, he worked in the independents for a long time. Yeah, like... A good, good 10 years before I heard of him. Definitely. Seriously, it wasn't really till 2015 whenever he debuted for Ring of Honor that mm. people started to hear about him. And then after that, he worked for Evolve and Pro Wrestling Gorilla. You know, mm. but like I said, 2015, but that's pretty much when people heard of him. How, what was yeah, that? yeah. What the fuck was he doing? You know? Crazy. So he finally signs with WWE in 2018 after having made a few appearances here and there as an extra over the years, as so many other wrestlers have done. He went to NXT, as a lot of other wrestlers seem to do. And it seemed like the sky was the limit for this big, athletic, quick, well-spoken pro wrestler. He seemed to tick all the boxes, you know? You have to be a fucking idiot to screw this one up. So, <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> I feel like I say this every week. You know? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So he debuted on NXT in August 2018. And everybody loved him, you know? He was involved with uh, Dominic Dijakovic, a little feud. There is a guy we're probably going to have to rebook, but... Uh, sort of did, know. didn't we? Well, that's exactly it. We don't even have to, since I did such a good job of rebooking him and the other Retribution guys in one of my old rebookings Season that you're, one, you're going to have to listen to because it's an incredible rebooking, and I'm very pleased with it. And I'm still annoyed at the WWE for fucking up every single member of Retribution. It's <laughs> a very good rebooking. It's a very good So he... Keith Lee got injured during that feud, and... He came back around April 2019, but he was kept looking strong on NXT television, racking up wins the way that you do whenever you're good at professional wrestling. This includes making an appearance at NXT TakeOver War Games event where he was on Tommaso Ciampa's team against the Undisputed Era. The night after that, he took a little step onto the main roster as he and some other NXT boys fought in a triple threat Survivor Series match. It was Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT on the Survivor Series pay-per-view. Oh, I remember this. This is the one where fucking, of all the guys to eliminate first, they eliminated Walter, right? I think so, which was pretty silly. After like two minutes, yeah, I couldn't believe that. Yeah. I mean, I think they've got big plans for Walter now, and by that I mean they're probably going to fire him. <laughs> by that I mean AEW will have Walter in a few months, yeah. Yeah, it looks like it. So, yeah. we all thought this was pretty fucking cool to see NXT on the Survivor Series. It seemed like they legitimized NXT as a third brand. Of course, by now, at the tail end of 2021, that is all a pipe dream. You know, thanks, thanks WWE for that one, for ruining NXT, which was good, and is now, <laughs> I don't know what it is, you know. But people were excited to see Keith Lee on the main stage, you know. He got some big pops. And speaking of pops, Bryce, you mentioned him in the Royal Rumble. The Lesnar, you know? yeah. Exactly. Clearly, the people loved him. There were angles to be had there and to be done. There was, there was things you could do. You know, mm. right before the Royal Rumble on NXT, he really hit his stride as he won the North American Championship from Roderick Strong. And he you know, he was defending the championship, looking pretty good. He went on to July when he managed to de- defeat the NXT champion, Adam Cole, for that championship, being the first person in NXT history to hold both the heavyweight and North American championships at the same time. You would think, big plans for this guy. Big, big plans. Mm. He relinquished the North America Championship because he was a dual champion and he worked a feud with Karrion Cross. Boy, I wonder what happened to that guy. <laughs> He's probably okay. Adam Cole as well, yeah. Just that, that, that sounds like... Yeah, a- <laughs> Adam Cole. <Yeah. laughs> 
I don't, but he left on his own everybody, everyone you've mentioned so far fucking Dominic Dajakovic fucking Karen Cross Adam Cole they've all got a great upside and I'm sure good things are going to happen for all of those guys yeah also remember they were big in NXT whenever NXT was fun to watch that's also yeah. worth noting mm. so Keith Lee dropped the NXT championship to Karrion Cross in August because he was destined for the big time baby you know, I mean sure his appearance at Survivor Series and the Royal Rumble have been pretty big but now it's officially time for him to get to the big leagues. He's been drafted to Raw right after he lost the NXT Championship. So, bam, he's brought up and he lost a match against Randy Orton. Mm. Now, that's understandable since, like, I mean, Randy Orton's a big time name. You know, he's okay, one of the. But, like, yeah, that's he, fair enough. And he lost by disqualification. So, it wasn't like a, a proper, like, you know, oh, pinball yeah, loss. You know what I mean? So, I get like, that. you know. Why just why put him against Randy Orton in his first match? Exactly. But I think they're doing that just to show that keep these coming in to fight the big dogs, you know? Okay, that's and, fair. And, that is fair. And he defeated Randy Orton at the at a pay, the pay-per-view called Payback, oh. which is pretty good. That was just at the end of August. It was right after SummerSlam, you know? So that's that looks pretty good. We're on to something here. And then hmm. after that, he goes on to Survivor Series. He was on Team Raw. And Team Raw dominated Team SmackDown. Clean sweep. So he wasn't eliminated. Okay, we're on to big things here. So he seemed to be hovering around the top of the card for a month or two. He fought AJ Styles in the number one contendership match for the championship in December. And he actually ended up fighting Drew McIntyre on an episode of Raw for the heavyweight championship. Although he really kind of lost both of those matches. But like we said, he's still kind of up at the, the top of the card, you know. And this is rolling into 2021. He wasn't in the Royal Rumble and was pulled from a United States Championship match at the Elimination Chamber in February. And it turns out because Keith Lee actually caught the coronavirus Ooh. at the beginning of the year, which is, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. And he suffered some additional health problems after that, mm. which is, again, it's a shame. Finally, five months later, he made his return in July, losing to Bobby Lashley, which, again, you know, he lost. But it's Bobby Lashley, like, that's yeah. still, like, at the top of the card, you know? He's working house shows under the name Bearcat Keith Lee, which we talked about, Man Bearcat. Rar. Uh, See, my catchphrase is catching on. But he was like a heel, you know, a dastardly heel. And I think they were they were kind of shopping that around on the house shows to see how it worked. But, you know, they clearly they had plans for him because they were giving him a new gimmick and a new, like, lease on life. It seemed like they clearly had stuff they were going to do. You know, I like the idea of, like, a... A guy like Keith Lee being a bad guy, I think that that's interesting territory because we've seen him as a good guy in NXT for so long, but now you've got a well-spoken, kind of smart, mm. intelligent bad guy that who who looks like Keith Lee and can beat people up like Keith Lee. That's interesting. Mm. I think there's mileage there. Anyway, it doesn't matter since they released him in November 2021. <laughs> so there you go. He fought in almost as many main roster matches as I did this year. <laughs> almost. Um, I think he's got me beat, just about. Just a bit few, yeah. Yeah, so that's the history of Keith Lee. You know, like, that's why it was so weird that they released Keith Lee, because while we can complain that they didn't book him the way they should have, it didn't really seem like they were booking him that badly. It was given it was, opportunities it was in the main yeah. event and stuff. It but was I mean, stops just... and starts, and... But uh, but every time they were using him, it was against main event guys, and he was on TV doing stuff. It's very strange. Like, but that's, that's, 
that's when you go into the territory of becoming fodder for the main event guys. Like if you're constantly going up against your Bobby Lashleys and your Randy Orton's and whoever, like and you're losing to them, that makes you fodder and it makes people see that yeah, he's a he's a guy who can compete with the main stars, but he's always gonna lose. So why should I support him? Like I don't think he even got to the point of fodder. I think they just gave up before they even got there. He was going that way, that's the thing. Probably, I don't know where yeah. the hell this beer cat film is going. Beer cat's just a fucking ridiculous name as well. You know what? When you were talking about that there, I looked up what a beer cat was, and it's not a it's 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 more cat than bear. Basically, it's not an actual cat that looks like a bear. No, it's it's. Uh, I thought because he's a big guy, you know, bear that that makes sense because he's a big dude. But this is literally a little fucking. Pussycat thing. It's just yeah. Well, it it's was not... it's a it was a callback to another wrestler. Oh, was it really? Yes, there was another wrestler who was I think it was oh who was it Ernie Harris or something? I Did don't remember who it was. Cat? But there was somebody else who was who was who went by the nickname Bearcat. So it was kind of a right. callback to that guy. And you're like, all right, well that makes sense. But then, right. like we said, it's all moot anyway because he didn't even get a chance to be a Bearcat because they fucking caught him. There's a and guy I mean, called Bearcat, right? Is that him? Maybe that's who I'm talking about. I don't fucking know. Anyway, like I said, it hardly matters because they caught him. Yeah. No more Keith Lee for us. But that's not strictly true. There will be some Keith Lee for us because I, in my infinite wisdom, have rebooked Keith Lee into one hell of a storyline. Such a storyline of incredible magnitude that you wish the WWE had done this themselves. That's how good it is. Rawr. See? (laughs) My favorite catchphrase. I've been trying to get that on the show for months. Keith Lee's catchphrase. It's my catchphrase. Keith's stealing my bits. <laughs> God damn it, Keith. Warhorse steals my ass, Rulin. And now <laughs> Keith Lee's stealing my rar. You can't Steve catch a stole my going to work drunk. I, I, I've given all these guys <laughs> material and they're just lifting it wholesale. It's not fair. They're lifting all the wrong things. Like WWE are giving us all these great. We're, we're giving WWE all these great booking advice, and then they're, they're lifting the wrong things. They're lifting. The, yeah. The, 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 yeah. Rars. They're rars, lifting the yeah. rar. Like, lifting li- rar. Lift yeah. the fucking retribution storyline, you pricks. Yeah, fucking hell. You can still do that. Just bring them back. Just. Ugh. Yes. I'm so annoyed. I'm still annoyed about that. Yeah. But that doesn't matter. Why don't we move on? And I tell you, and the rest of the world, all about my rebooking for Keith Lee. Let's do it. Really excited to hear this, man. Hooray. Rawr. Rawr. Here we go. We're going to rebook Keith Lee. Obviously, the WWE find this to be very difficult. And I'm going to show to you just how easy it can be. So, we're going to start in early 2021. Let's say right after WrestleMania. Okay? Because we know that Keith Lee had... The COVID at the beginning of 2021. We don't. We, um, we know that the WWE doctors kept him out of the ring for that long, but we don't really know if that was, you know, we're going on the word of the WWE doctors. So while we always go with what information we have, I'm assuming that Keith Lee took a couple of months off. He'll be back after WrestleMania. Sure. I think that's it. That's fair enough, right? So hey, nothing we can do about that. He comes back after WrestleMania. That's plenty of time. A couple of months. All right. So of course. Bryce, you'll know that after WrestleMania, we have the infamous WrestleMania Backlash. Which great, saw, great show, great show. It's saw uh, Bobby Lashley defend his championship in a triple threat match against Barnyard Brondy, <laughs> otherwise known as Braun Strowman, and Drew McIntyre, who doesn't get a funny nickname. 
That was some raw main event. And nothing else important happened on that show. No, nothing. So let's nothing. just move on with our no, lives. Nothing of no, nothing that would warrant a fantasy booking last season or anything. Just nothing. No. Yeah. Nope. No. On we go. No. On to more important things. <laughs> so the night after WrestleMania backlash where nothing important happened, Bobby Lashley <laughs> is out on Raw talking about how he's beaten everybody that's worth a damn. You know how it is on Monday Night Raw. This is pretty much the way it goes. He gets confronted by Drew McIntyre, the plucky young baby face. He isn't finished with Bobby Lashley just yet. But that's not the only thing that happens on Raw, obviously, because that'd be a really boring-ass piece of television, wouldn't it? Two hours. <laughs> not, like, not like the regular episodes of Raw, which are usually action-packed and full of action. Am I right, Oh, God, fellas? yes. Such fun, yeah. God, so much action they pack into those three hours, you know? Mm, every week. Well, for example, let me hear some of these crazy shenanigans that happened. Well, let me tell you, later on on the night, for example, we get some 24-7 championship shenanigans. Ooh. Am I right, fellas? R-Truth, he's like climbing up the wall like Spider-Man to escape with his championship. Another classic bit by R-Truth. Wow, the action never stops on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> am I right? It's action. It's packed full of action, you could so say. So much action, man. It's just, you can't get more action. It's just... Well, it, it's, it's and, and, and just fucking just so much action. Well, would you like some more action? Can we try to crowbar a little bit more action into this well, action? I don't know if you episode? can, but let's see. Well, later on in the show, we have a vignette for a returning superstar. Who could it be? It's Keith Lee. Ah, it's not just regular Keith Lee, is it? No, no, no. This is Keith Lee with a little, little twist, a little tweak to his gimmick. Okay. It's Dr. Keith Lee. Okay. <laughs> he turns around. He see him. He's back to the camera, and he turns around. And he's got like a clipboard where he's got loads of test results on it, and he's got a lab coat, and you know he pulls his glasses down to the end of his nose. The doctor is in, baby, and he's got some <laughs> test results to share with the world next week on Raw in his new interview segment, the Doctor Surgery. Tune in, folks. It's gonna be amazing. It's it's Monday Night Raw. What do you expect, right? You don't you don't seem. <laughs> let's uh, let let's see how this one develops. <laughs> you don't you don't seem too enthused about Dr. Keith Lee. I didn't see it coming, but I'm, I'm sure you I'm sure you've got more coming here. This, so. Yeah, exactly. Like just give me a chance, right? So now I'm, I'm gonna, intrigued. I'm intrigued to where you go yeah. with this. So yeah. But we need, he needed a gimmick, right? He needed something, yeah. right? So like, okay. So now we're gonna go next week on episode so, so, of Do- Doctor Bearcat. Yeah. Rar. Okay. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I diagnose you with a R. <laughs> it's the work of progress. I need to. You know. So we're going to fast forward to next week's episode of Raw. And in between that, the internet has exploded several times over about making Keith Lee into a fucking doctor. But look, like, dude, bear with me. Rawr, okay? Okay. <laughs> you get it? <laughs> just, just, you know, play, give, have I not proven my worth over fucking five seasons yeah, indeed, yeah, Can you just give me, just give it a second, okay? I know everybody's like, Dr. Keith Lee, it's not going to work. If anybody's going to make it work, it's us, right? Exactly. So, like, think of it, you know, Keith Lee had to take some time off because he was sick. We're in the middle of a pandemic, but he's an incredibly smart, like, educated man. He's the kind of guy who could, like, play a doctor. You know, he, he's got the verbiage for it. People equate intelligence and smartness with, like, being a doctor. You know what I mean? Yeah. You follow me there? And because he had the sickness earlier in the year, you know, Vince McMahon loves, like, picking up on people's real-life fucking things and problems yeah. and making that into part of the gimmick, right? So mm-hmm. 
when you think about it, it kind of makes sense. You know, I mean, if anybody's going to be able to pull this off, it's Keith Lee, okay? Just Sure. It all, it all makes sense in the moment. So Raw starts, and some crowd happens to begin with, because they never put the good shit on at the beginning. Why would you want to put the good shit on at the beginning? Or, or, or anywhere through the show. <laughs> yeah, or ever. <laughs> but eventually, it's time for the doctor surgery interview segment. It's not a great name, but again, you know, we'll workshop it. We'll, we'll figure it out, okay? So Keith Lee walks out onto the entrance ramp. He's wearing a big, long doctor's coat. He has it buttoned up, looking very smart, you know? And he looks very pleased with himself. The audience, they're not sure to work with it, but God damn it, will you just give me a chance to make this work? <laughs> God, you're so... F- wrestling fans, they want everything immediately. Want it, yeah. I'm like, They want long-term booking, and they fucking complain when someone becomes a doctor. You know, it's just... Right. Yeah. We haven't seen a doctor yet in a long time. Exactly. Give me C- a- certainly not in AEW, where one of the main champions is a doctor. Well, a dentist. Yeah, it's not the same. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a different kind of doctor. Not yeah. really a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to kick my ass now. Vicar's going to kill me. Okay. Because she had a thing, didn't she? Like a doctor segment. I think it was yeah. like a doctor surgery or something. So I'm like, fuck, am I, am I ripping on AEW already? But again, pretend, do what the WWE does. Pretend AEW doesn't exist, okay? Okay. Don't worry about that. So Keith Lee, you know, he walks down to the ring and he gets in, in the, you know, into the ring. Of course, it's like it's like they have like a set piece and shit. You know, it's like like a fake wall with a clock on it. You know, like a doctor's office. You know. Yes. Because you know they love decorating the ring with all that shit, right? Yeah. So there's like a little set piece in the ring, and Keith Lee, he calls out his first patient, uh, who is uh, Drew McIntyre, who's the next challenger for the WWE Championship, right? Yeah. So Drew McIntyre comes out. He takes a seat in the waiting room, yeah. aka, aka just the middle of the ring, you know? And That's what um, Brett Baker's segment was called by the way of the waiting room. Good. Then ours is the doctor surgery. It's perfect. Yes. Perfect. There's no gimmick infringement right here whatsoever. Okay, it's perfect. Nope. Not here. Nope. Not a Mickey K, babe. So... Drew McIntyre comes out and he says, he's got to be honest, much like everybody else, he's kind of confused about this whole thing. Like, is he a patient? Is he sick? <laughs> he's in the waiting room. You're a doctor. What's going on here? And Keith Lee, like, ponders that statement. You know, he rubs his chin with his finger. You know, he nods very, very sagely. He, he agrees <laughs> that it might not seem to make much sense to the uninitiated, but there's always more under the surface if you know where to look like a doctor would, you know? Hmm. So Drew stares at Keith Lee with a blank look on his face. He has no idea what's going on. And Keith Lee says to Drew McIntyre, it's quite simple. And then he kicks Drew McIntyre right in the face, blindsiding ah. him completely. So Drew hmm. McIntyre is down, and Keith Lee just starts ripping the set apart and using that to beat the shit out of Drew McIntyre. You know what I mean? He's ripping that wall, hitting him with a clock, doing everything. He lifts up Drew McIntyre, and he hits him with his finish, which is a big bang catastrophe. It's like a... Attitude adjustment into a jackhammer kind of yeah. thing, right? So Keith Lee has just destroyed the doctor's office. He's destroyed Drew McIntyre. He picks up a microphone, and he stands over Drew McIntyre with a boot pressed up against his chest. And he says, you think a man like Keith Lee gives a damn about being a doctor? You think that a man like Keith Lee is going to come out here and pretend to be a doctor with a silly fucking gimmick? A guy who is as smart and as intelligent who is as strong, as agile, who is as limitless as Keith Lee, he can do anything. And you, and he's talking in the back right now, you have made me up to be a fucking doctor. 
Monday Night Raw is live. So if, if Keith Lee wants to go and just rip all of this gimmick off, shed his skin and metamorphosize into something else right here and right now, who's going to stop him? Literally nobody. The show is live. Drew McIntyre has had his shot at the title, and Keith Lee shouldn't have to wait in line anymore. He had to make a statement, and this is how you make a statement. And that's how you get over in the big leagues, right? Oh, but there's so much more than that, though. It's way more than that. You think the embarrassment was just him being a doctor? No. Did you know that the WWE wanted Keith Lee to start right at the bottom of the barrel? Not just becoming a doctor. They had even smaller plans for him. They wanted him to chase around the 24-7 champion all around the arena, uh, chasing after R-Truth, fighting at fucking hot dog stands. And, like, can you believe that for a man like this? Well, here's the kicker, says Keith Lee as he unbuttons his lab coat. And he removes it and he drapes it over Drew McIntyre. As you can see, Keith Lee already has won the 24-7 championship. He took it from R-Truth backstage earlier when the cameras weren't rolling, right before he came out here. So the real medics, the real doctors of the WWE, should go backstage and attend to R-Truth right now because he is in a very bad way after what Keith Lee did to him. All the other fucking jerks, R-Truth, Akira Tozawa, Drake Maverick, all these other schmucks out there who think they can make a quick name for themselves trying to roll people up backstage and become the 24-7 champion. But here's your chance. You want to make a statement just like Keith Lee made a statement? Come on out here right now into this mess that Keith Lee has made in the ring and try to take the belt from him. The belt is still 24-7. Any of you idiots who think you can do uh, as good a job as Keith Lee has just done, come on and get the belt. So Akira Tozawa makes an appearance, and he runs down to the ring. He's flanked by a couple of the other 24-7 idiots. I don't know who else is there. And they just want to get that belt. So they slide into the ring, and Keith, they all jump onto Keith Lee, and Keith Lee just shakes them all off, throws them into each other, just starts... He hits Akira Tozawa with a huge spirit bomb, you know, and he throws him out of the ring. He gets Ricochet. Poor Ricochet. Remember Ricochet? <laughs> We'll be rebooking him at some point, too. Yeah. He hits Ricochet. He gets Ricochet up on his shoulders. Then he gets Drake Maverick up on his shoulders, too. And he hits them both at the same time with his big bang catastrophe finish. Bam. Anybody else stupid enough to come in and get into the ring, he just starts mowing them down. Clotheslines, knocking everybody out. He starts roaring into the camera, telling anybody else who wants to come and get some to come and get some as Raw really quickly goes to a commercial. So... When Rock was, I know, right? Pretty good way to start the show. I feel like off. I've just been in a, fu- a fucking roller coaster there. You thought he was really <laughs> a doctor. A lot, a lot happened there. Fucking hell. That's incredible. I love this. Yes. You see, I swerved you, bro. I swerved you, bro. Oh, bro, bro. That's it. You genuinely yeah, every, did fucking swerve. Everybody like, thought I was, I was he like, was going to be a doctor. No, I sir. I love this. This is like, <laughs> this is like, a, in a respectful way, this is Russo because it's like a work shoot, right? It's kind of like right. that. Kind of well, like, exactly. Love it. So, love it. So when Raw returns, we see footage really quickly of Keith Lee being hustled out of the ring. And briefly, some backstage cameras catch an interaction backstage with Keith Lee and Vince McMahon yelling at each other. McMahon telling Keith Lee off for not doing what he's supposed to do. And Keith Lee standing his ground and telling him that being a doctor is stupid and it's beneath him. So obviously, we cut away from that really quickly. But, you know, the show goes on, right? And there's no more mention of Keith Lee for the rest of that show. So the next week on Raw, there's no Keith Lee. And the show tries to go on as normal. But the audience are chanting for him. They're like, we want to see what the fuck yeah. else he does, right? We want to see what else he's, what else he can do. And before Raw goes off the air, the camera cuts to outside the arena where Keith Lee is trying to get in. 
He's been ambushed <laughs> by security and also by some of those 24-7 guys because they want the belt. But he's just, <laughs> he's just beating them all up, right? He's throwing them left and right. He kicks down one of the doors in the back of the arena and he starts getting into the, into the backstage area, demanding to be on TV. He's a champion, isn't he? He deserves to have his time in a spotlight. And that's how Raw goes off the air with Keith Lee like rampaging around the back, backstage area. So we've actually gone from WrestleMania Backlash, where nothing happens, all the way to the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view now. And the main event is Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. And in that match, in real life and in this rebooking, there was a stipulation where if Bobby Lashley beats Drew McIntyre, he can no longer challenge for the championship so long as Lashley is the champion. And Bobby Lashley wins that match. Before either man can do a whole lot after the match, suddenly the door of the cell is ripped right off its hinges. Who could it be? It's Keith Lee. It rhymes. So therefore, you know it's a good catchphrase. <laughs> they cry. They go mad because they know what's coming next. And that's exactly what comes next. Lashley and McIntyre, even MVP, they all jump on Keith Lee trying to stop him from doing whatever it is he's about to do. But they can't stop him. He's unstoppable. And he runs through all three of them. So again... The Hell in a Cell peer review goes off the air with Keith Lee fucking wrecking shop, you know? So, Raw, the next night, people are tuning in to see what Keith Lee's going to do next. So, we have a kind of homemade video, you know, shot on like a camera phone or something. And it's been shot in Keith Lee's hotel room. So, he's not at the arena tonight, but he's, he's sent in this little video. And the WWE Universe, they're afraid of a big monster like Keith Lee, right? Or maybe they're afraid that somebody so smart and articulate can also be so vicious and destructive. You know, brains and brawn are a combination that's not seen in the WWE because that scares people. It's not just that he has the strength to destroy people, but he has the smarts to know when and why to do it to cause the most amount of destruction. You see, he's a smart man, and he knows how educated the people of the WWE are. You know, like, think about it, man. Vince McMahon knows money when he sees it. So he's not going to let this go. Mm. He's especially not going to let it go without getting some kind of revenge on Keith Lee, right? That's how Vince McMahon rolls. He's a very vengeful person, especially not while Keith Lee still holds some WWE property, a.k.a. the 24-7 championship belt. But funny enough, nobody can take away from him, despite him happily defending it 24 hours a day. It's funny how... Now that it is around the waist of somebody like Keith Lee, nobody really seems to want the belt 24-7, isn't it? But Keith Lee goes on and he says that while he may be locked inside a hotel room right now, he's letting the world know that he's going to be back on Monday Night Raw next week. He's going to let everybody know well in advance that he's going to be there, but he wants something in return. He wants a match with Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship on the main event of Raw next week. Simple. Instant ratings. It's what the people want. Vince McMahon knows this, even if he doesn't want to have to admit it to himself. Now, Vince McMahon, you've got two choices. Either Keith Lee walks into Monday Night Raw next week and is immediately arrested, barred from the company forever, and that's the end of it. Or he'll be able to walk into that arena, compete for that championship, just like he asked for in the main event of Raw. Because he knows, and Vince McMahon knows, that that's going to be ratings. Yeah. Okay. So now there's a fucking reason to watch Raw. My God. People are Wonder, like, wonders will never fucking cease. It's so simple as well, right? But like now people are like, shit, dude, is this real? Is it gonna turn up? 
Yeah. Are they going to just give them a title shot? Would they do that? You know, there's stakes involved. There's legitimate interest. We're building up an angle involving a guy who, since his return, has had zero wrestling matches in Keith Lee. We haven't yeah. seen him wrestle a match since he returned from injury, and yet we've got interest in Keith Lee at an absolute high. Right? People are really interested in this guy because of the way he's ducking and diving, and 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 his, when when he does appear, he makes it matter. Bobby Lashley and Keith Lee have barely touched each other. Barely, the only time they were in the same ring at the same time was like a hell in a cell for like five minutes while Keith Lee beat the shit out of them. Yeah, you ba- know? barely. Exactly. So, so, you know, rawr, there we go. So like we're building anticipation to the match, right? People are going to want to tune in and see the main event of Raw to see if it's actually going to happen. I'm a fucking genius. Give me the Booker <laughs> of the Year award. Fuck you, yeah. Titan. It's me. <laughs> I'm the booker of the year. So Monday rolls around. Everybody, everybody's waiting to see what happens. We cut backstage to Vince and Stephanie McMahon every so often through the night. Stephanie McMahon is angry as hell. She's determined not to let Keith Lee into the building because she doesn't like fun. She's telling security (laughs) to arrest that man on site. But Vince is being uncharacteristically quiet. You know, Uh, he's probably thinking about that egg. Oh, yeah. So we're getting, <laughs> we're getting closer and closer to the main event. And it's rolling on. People are excited. You can feel it in the, in the arena. People are, are interested. And in the closing kind of segments, the last, I don't know, 20 minutes, Bobby Lashley and MVP make their way out to the ring. MVP gets on the mic and tells everybody that Bobby Lashley accepts that challenge. The almighty Bobby Lashley doesn't back down from anybody. Let Keith Lee come and get him. See, they both know that security is surrounding the building. They've heard Stephanie McMahon talking and refusing to let him in. So they're kind of, you know, playing it up to make it seem like Bobby Lashley's the big guy, you know. But they know he's not going to turn up, so they're taunting him. Vince McMahon walks out onto the stage. He looks very conflicted, but he's got a microphone. And he tells the world that he's decided what's best for business is a little bit of unpredictability. Something we haven't seen in a long time on Raw. And because of that, he's going to allow Keith Lee to compete tonight in the main event. Wow. Stephanie McMahon comes out, and she's fucking pissed. She's yelling at Vince, telling them how unprofessional Keith Lee has been. He's made them all look like idiots. MVP is also yelling at Vince, telling him not to let Keith Lee into the building because he doesn't want to see his client get the shit kicked out of him. Hmm. Vince looks very solemn as he tells him, it's too late. And also, now I have to go. If <laughs> <And> Keith, <laughs> Keith Lee does something to him as well. So Vince I've got an extra to, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, shit's not going to hatch itself. I don't know if that's how that works. I don't know if $100 billion Cleopatra eggs do, but that's does for it, Vince. Does it hatch? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. That's for Vince to know. You know? Yeah. So he gets the hell out of there. Keith Lee appears, not from the entrance ramp, but like around the side of mm-hmm. the entrance ramp, as if he's really just come from the backstage area. He's like throwing security off him as he just storms into the ring. No music. He just gets into the fucking yeah. ring. MVP is like freaking out. Stephanie McMahon is pissed. She's livid. She storms to the back. And nobody seems to know what to do. But as soon as Keith Lee and Bobby Lashley are both in the ring at the same time, the timekeeper rings a bell because oh. his, he fucking, who cares, right? Probably going to get fired soon anyway. And <laughs> that's it. Match is on. Ding, ding. So Lashley's like, he's a heel, obviously, but he's still a fighter. He's still legit, you know? So he's like, I'll fight Keith Lee. I don't give a shit. And then you get these two big guys just, like, clubbing away at each other, you know? It's not a technical masterpiece here, you know? It's, it's real, like, violence. These guys are just throwing hands at each other. 
And Keith Lee is just too big. He's too angry for Lashley to be able to like keep him down. And Keith Lee just starts hitting big power moves on Lashley, like manhandling Bobby Lashley to a degree we've never seen before. Nobody's ever thrown Lashley around like this. So the time's getting on. We've only got a few minutes left of Monday Night Raw, but the match keeps going until Stephanie McMahon returns to the stage. She's directing traffic. She's pointing at Keith Lee and re- reminding a lot of the lower card guys that Keith Lee is still the 24-7 champion, right? <laughs> so she storms to ringside along with these other cats, and they all jump onto the ring, and they start jumping on top of Keith Lee all at once, and he throws them off. like They all collide into Bo- you know, Bobby Lashley as he throws them away because they're trying to win the 24-7 championship, and he won't let them. He's throwing them all over the place. And then the bell rings. Keith Lee looks around. Stephanie McMahon has had the match thrown out. Oh. Because of interference. Nobody wins. So not only does nobody win, but this whole match has been erased from WWE history. It never happened. She's had enough of this shit. She is taking her company back. And with that, she walks angrily to the backstage area. MVP grabs Bobby Lashley, gets the belt, and they get the hell out of there too. And Keith Lee is pissed. He looks Mm. down at the fucking, the 24-7 rats who were trying to take advantage of his championship reign. And he, he looks at that 24-7 championship. He hurls it out of the ring. He throws it onto the entrance ramp. And all those little guys trying to get the belt, they all scurry to the championship. So Keith Lee gets on the mic. He tells everybody that Stephanie McMahon was just trying to find out a loophole to get him to leave, to end that match, to get it out of here. But he's done with that. He's not going to give her any more loopholes. He's done with the 24-7 championship. They can have it. Those little rats scurrying for it, it's theirs now if they want it. He, he now cares as little for that belt as the WWE does, which is very little, evidently. Hmm. You know, let the rats bite themselves in order to have that fleeting glory. It's no longer any of his concern because he's not after fleeting glory. He's about etching his name into history. He relinquishes himself of that burden. Now, let's see what else Stephanie McMahon can put in front of Keith Lee, and he'll just knock through all of those walls. So there you go. That's where we're going to end things for now. But as you can see... <sighs> A lot happened. We built up Keith Lee as a must-see attraction. You have to see this motherfucker. You know, we're setting up to a fresh matchup, which is Bobby Lashley versus Keith Lee. We haven't seen that match before. People are not interested in it. We've made people pay attention to Raw. We've actually done something with the 24-7 championship. Established Stephanie McMahon as a heel authority figure for an actual fucking reason. She's not just (laughs) picking fights with people on the roster randomly. She's picking a fight with Keith Lee because he tried to fucking ruin their television program. And she needs to make an example out of him. You know, put in an actual fucking storyline behind it. I know, it's crazy, but there it is. So there's all sorts of places you can go from here. Logically, you'd have Lashley versus Keith Lee at the next pay-per-view. But then after that, like, whatever you want to go is up to you. You could have Keith Lee win the belt straight away and then, like, be a heel and ride that kind of popularity. You could have Stephanie McMahon screw him out of the belt and then see how far we can take that, like, an actual fucking proper... Because, you know, they try to force that authority angle a bunch of times. But what if it actually has a reason and a purpose and people who can actually play those roles perfectly... Wouldn't that make sense? Your options are fucking limitless. Arar. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. That, that, that was a fucking raid. Right? Holy shit. Dude, that was absolutely incredible. Keith Lee's a fucking badass. And like, not, not only have you... Not only have you elevated Keith Lee here, you've also done something partially with the 24-7 championship as well, which is uh, also insane. And like... There's nobody that's going to dare rolling him up, you know, that kind of thing. And that, exactly. that just, like, 
Okay, such a fucking bad. There, there, there's no fucking doubt in my mind that you've made Keith Lee the most interesting character in WWE uh, in fucking years. People would tune in for this shit. They, they generally would. Laps fans would come back for this shit, and I know that because yes. I am one of those Laps fans. I would love seeing this shit. You just made Keith Lee like the, the best thing about WWE, and like, what's he going to do next? It's very much like a Steve Austin thing, where it's like, you know, what's people are tuning in to see what kind of crazy shit is he going to do this time, or what's going to happen with Keith Lee this week, and like. Fucking hell, dude! Like, what a what a great booking! Like, I was along with fucking everybody else probably uh, listening to this. I was very <laughs> very skeptical with the doctor stuff. I was like, where is he going with this? But the whole work shoot thing about him just—you want to make me a doctor? You want to put a gimmick on me? Kind of thing. I'm Keith Lee, you know. I'm legit. Um, uh, Limitless season, whatever it is. Oh man, just great, just great stuff. And like, just in the space of a few weeks, you've made raw interesting and oh man i, I don't know I, I just really enjoyed that that was really good stuff well done man the trick to that is like the worked aspect of it because I, I thought i was going a little bit too heavy with the gimmick right i was like oh he's gonna see through it because i was really like doubling down I'm like give the doctor thing a chance you know yeah didn't see um, it coming because like because you have to because that's the sh- kind of shit the WWE would do. It's they would exactly what doctor, they would do. right yeah exactly so what they would do if you give them that's what people like about pro wrestling, right? The people who watch it, like us, I think that what they really want, they like they don't want to know. Like we all know that it's a work, but it's really boring mm-hmm. whenever everybody knows it's a work and they all acknowledge that it's a work, right? Yeah. But when they play like the the old CM Punk shit, or even like some of the CM Punk like MJF stuff, where they talk to each other on that yeah. promo recently, right? When they put enough real stuff in there to make you think, oh, okay, yeah, is this a work? That's what pro rest is good. When they yeah. when, when they put that shadow of doubt in your mind. So if we can make people think, oh hell, Keith Lee really went off script, right? But not in the shitty yeah. hokey way. Like in a because re- there were there were episodes of WCW. Funny enough, you're gonna like this. I believe it was the Russo era <laughs> of WCW where they were really blatant about like going off script and uh, he's not doing what he was supposed to do in this match. Like yeah. shit like this. Like this is awful. Because they were so like he's going against kayfabe, like you're like you're making it obvious, and therefore yeah. if, it, if it's super obvious, no one's gonna bite, right? But if you like, if you're subtle with it, if you're smart with it, and you need a guy who can pull that shit off, and like Keith Lee's a guy who'd be able who to. Who else but Keith Lee exactly? It's athletically, just... he'd be able to pull that off. He can go toe to toe with Bobby Lashley and make it look legit. But at the same time, he's good enough and smart enough on the mic to be able to pull that off and really make people think. Because everybody was everybody was like how could they make Keith Lee the bear cut doesn't make any sense bro. yeah right he can make people think that he's legit and then twist it and make people go oh he's really pissed off about this right dude that's that's a fucking clever thing as well that's one of the clever things you did there it's like you you make him the doctor gimmick like obviously you go on fucking reddit you go on fucking the forums you go on twitter and you see people saying i can't believe WWE have done this to Keith Lee one of the greatest wrestlers of the modern era blah 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 People will be so pissed off at that. They would, they would yes. be raging about that. Yes. And you twist it the next week and just like, it was all a fucking ruse. Like, you know, Keith Lee actually fucking hates this. He agrees. He's, you know, he he, he agrees that it's bullshit. So he makes his own kind of fucking character out of it, you know, and just be legitimately himself and just, oh man, it's fucking so good. So bloody good. I know. It's so, but it's simple. Yeah. They could it's, do it's, this. Yeah. It's straightforward at the same time, but I love how I love you threw in the whole twenty four seven championship aspect of it as well. It's like you know you can't 
you can't get rid of me. I'm one of your champions. You know, like Keith Lee yeah. fucking kicking down the door as well. That shit as well. Just badass stuff. You made him a total badass and just that's it. Like you could you can buy Keith Lee doing that. You could buy Keith Lee kicking yeah. the door down, or you could buy he's Keith Lee huge. Exactly. Yeah. You could buy like seven guys on top of Keith Lee and he shakes them all off, right? You could buy that because he's a yeah. like, big fucking dude. But you can also buy him being smart enough to talk his way out of this shit because he's a yeah. smart fucking dude. It all yeah. makes sense. Keith Lee's a perfect guy to do it. Firing him just to get a fucking egg is ridiculous. <laughs> and it's not the way to run a wrestling company. But if you hired me as a writer or a booker, I would show you how to make a wrestling company and I get you readings like nobody's business. There you go. Booker of the year. Give it to me immediately. <laughs> this is going to look great on your CV, man. <laughs> yes. Fuck it should, man. This is the fucking smartest storyline I've done in a long time. Oh, so, boy. Vince McMahon, Tony Khan, I will happily have a bitty more open. <laughs> see who wants me. I will accept one $100 million egg. However, it has to really be from the Cleopatra's tomb. Otherwise, I'm not interested. That's it. It only has to be the Cleopatra one. Nothing yeah. else. If it's some kind of bullshit film prop, get the fuck out of here. I don't want it. But anyway, that's 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 Keith Lee. Fucking brilliant, man. Really good stuff. Thank you. I, I uh, can't say anything else. I just really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed how it all played out. And just like, like I was on the edge of my seat just listening to what Keith Lee does next and how this all develops. Exactly. Like, just listen to that and fucking imagine watching it. You know, it's just. Wouldn't that be a great fucking wrestling show to watch? I'd watch Raw. I would literally go back and watch Raw just to, just to watch this happen and just. Man, just uh, incredible, incredible booking. Maybe the best of season five so far. Like, really bloody good, man. It's so simple. So simple. But there you go. So that's Keith Lee in the bag. Shall we roll on with the show? Hear a little word from our sponsor real quick. Doctor, doctor, I have a problem. Excuse me, sir. I'm busy with a patient right now. I would go. I would go into the waiting room. Please go into the waiting room. Don't make me call the police on you, sir. You're being very unruly. Wonder what that man's problem is. As his doctor, I suggest he eats 16 milligrams of making kayfabe Patreon page stat. You sent me to the fucking waiting room. I don't know. What, 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 what I said. <laughs> Somebody, nurse, get that man back in here. I gotta tell him something really important. Oh, hello, doctor. The nurse brought me here. What's up? Hello, you're looking a little malnourished right now. May I suggest you go to the Making Cafe Patreon page? The it's Making Cafe ev- Patreon page? Yes, it's patreon.com forward slash Making Cafe. It's got everything you, uh, a, a growing wrestling fan, needs to get as much nourishment into your body as possible. For example, you're probably very malnourished for, from having terrible wrestling storylines in your life, aren't you? <laughs> Well, if you go to patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe, you will be able to get all sorts of new and incredible wrestling bookings that will satisfy your appetite and make you as fit as a fiddle. Well, hold on, hold on, because I I, I, I really am a huge fan of people like Samoa Joe, Billy Kay, Braun Strowman, and also Head Cheese. I mean... Is this going to be uh, suitable for my for my medical needs at the moment? Uh, do you have potential bookings on those guys? Absolutely. The Making Kayfabe Patreon page at uh, patreon.com forward slash Making Kayfabe will be able to satisfy every problem you have. If you want head cheese, by golly, there's a, a rebooking for you. 
don't worry about that. You're probably wondering to yourself, what happened to Akira Dozawa? Why is he always going up to the 24-7 championship, as we mentioned earlier? <laughs> well, if that's what is, is causing you discomfort, don't worry about that, my friend, because if you go to patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe, there's a rebooking that will patch you up nice and proper. Let me tell you, it'll make you feel right as Rian. If well, hold got... on. I mean, we're in America right now, and I know that this prescription isn't free. How much How much just would I have to pay for this prescription of making KFB Patreon page per month? Let me tell you, my friend, normally in America, you'd have to pay out your fucking ass to get some <laughs> <laughs> medical bills. But you're in luck because at patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe, the, the, the medical bills couldn't be cheaper. It's only five bucks a month. Five pounds per month or seven fifty if you happen to live in is it seven fifty? Seven seven dollars, I think. Seven dollars. You're, you're, you're the doctor, you tell me. Yeah, well I uh I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> but before I go, let me just make it clear that it's five pounds in, in British land or roughly somewhere around seven dollars in, in the United States per month. To listen to all sorts of crazy rebookings. We've got some really good stuff up there. It'll make you feel as good as gold. Let me tell you, it'll fix you up. And if you are feeling really extravagant, if you're one of those rich uh, boys with a, a giant golden Cleopatra egg, and you can afford a little bit extra to get some of the, the good medicine, you know what I'm talking about? That's right, morphine. <laughs> We've got plenty of stuff for you as well. You can hear all sorts of new rebookings that'll really clear up that that rash you've got, which you really need to get sorted out. For example, you can hear all about our kayfabe conundrums where the Making Kayfabe boys challenge each other to even tougher, more complicated scenarios that are pretty hard. You might not think that they'll be able to talk their way out of it, but oh boy, yes they can. It involves everything from John Cena getting hit by a bus to smells and cells. How does that even work? There's only one way to find out. 10 pounds per month or whatever the U.S. equivalent is. But wait, there's more. You can also satisfy your hunger by watching some of their magical watch-alongs where the boys watch a classic wrestling match and then do commentary over the top. If that doesn't make you fit as a fiddle, by golly, I don't know what will. Gee, Doctor, thanks for this. I'm going to go and subscribe to the Making Kayfabe Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Making Kayfabe right now to get my fill of all the latest exclusive rebookings. Excellent. Now get the hell out of my doctor's office. I'm trying to do a heart surgery. <laughs> That's what doctors do. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me how to do my job. <laughs> Love how it's just in the doctor's office. Someone's coming with a cough or something. The guy's just fucking like opening their chest up and shit. Let's see what's in there. Are you a heart surgeon? Shut up and let me do this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the doctor here. I say what goes. Anyway, patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe. It's good. Here we are at everybody's favorite part of the rebooking. I'm sure a lot of people enjoyed the actual rebooking. I'm very glad if you did. But I know a lot more people are tuning into the main event to see what Keith Lee is going to do. And by that I mean Bryce is Keith Lee in this scenario. <laughs> Making it all tight. that pretty well. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> We're going to play a game of K-Vape Tambola, everybody's favorite segment. It's simple. Couldn't be easier. 
it is the part of the show where our lovely, lovely fans send us some wrestlers and four wrestlers, four scenarios. Bryce is going to pick randomly from one of the wrestlers and one of the scenarios. He's going to have one minute to be able to cobble together a storyline involving that wrestler and that scenario that he picked. And it's going to be hella funny. It's going to really cheer everybody up. It couldn't be simpler. And today's Tombola has been sent in by somebody that Bryce knows all too well. A good friend of the show, Tyler Mortimer. Hey, I know that guy. At Dyslexic Tweets at Twitter.com. He, by the way, is an incredible artist. You've already seen his artwork. It's been all over Season 5 and all over Season 4 as well. Oh, he yeah. has also been a, a very important part of our Book It Like Russo episodes. He is a good dude. If you haven't seen his, his, you should follow his actual, do you have his art page? Yeah, Blank Page Digital, yeah. Um, on Twitter Blank and Instagram. Page. Yeah, but yes. we're tagging him all the time when the episode releases. Like, definitely go check him out, guys. He's, yeah, just, the stuff he's done for the show is incredible. And um, yeah, he's also a, a good friend of uh, Dylan and Ice as well. Yes. So, you know, that, that's how you, that's how you get into Kefir Stambola, apparently, these days. Just be, 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 be our friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the, yeah, you got to be your friends. Different <laughs> <laughs> kind of friend, dude. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing to you, but I'll tell you what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Don't, <laughs> don't worry about how to get on the show. By the way, if you do want to see your Tombolas on the show, you can go to uh, Twitter at MakingKFabe or send us an email, makingkfabe at gmail.com. Send us four wrestlers, four funny scenarios, and we will happily put you in the next season, I think. I think we're all booked up for this season. Oh, no, we're, we could definitely do some, some this more? season as well. Yeah, we've we got, got some space. Got some space. So, so if you want to appear guys. this season of uh, Making Kayfabe and the Kayfabe Nambolas, just yeah, as Dylan says, at Making Kayfabe, Twitter, Instagram, and makingkayfabe at gmail.com. Send us four wrestlers, four scenarios, and we can yeah, we can probably squeeze you into this season, actually. Hell yes. And if you're unsure of exactly what to send in, just give me a couple of minutes, and it'll all be made clear. Hmm. The wackier, the better when it comes to scenarios. We already have Crab Hands making a regular appearance on the show. <laughs> what else can we put in? We're about to find out. So all Bryce has to do to start this game off proper is to pick uh, a letter-number combination. 1 to 4, A to D. Simple, simple business. And then we can get this show on the road. So Bryce, if you wouldn't mind. Dylan, I, I would love to see... A great rebooking here, so yeah, let, let's see what we got. Okay, then go ahead and pick. You see what I, I, I did I, there? I, ah, two C. <laughs> yeah, I was playing along. Two C. Boy, two we C. have fun in this show. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you the rest that you didn't get. It was a good All collection. Right. Good collection this week. So well played, okay. Tyler. Tyler, he knows what what the what the deal is. He knows what's up. So I'll tell you who you didn't get. You didn't get Danhausen. I ah. feel like we're going to be doing Danhausen at some point. Cause I, I would think, love to reboot Danhausen, man. I think oh. we both love Danhausen. He's a wonderful, he's, he's, wonderful man. He's done an intro for the show once, remember? I love him. He's so funny. It's great. So well, let's have him on the show. Episode. Let's have yeah. him on the show. Hell yeah. Get 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 on, get him on the phone, please. We'll mm. do that off, off mic, obviously. We'll do that later. But just get him on the phone. So you didn't get Danhausen. You didn't get Kota Ibushi. 
I'll go with Bushy. And the practically twins. <laughs> Pretty much same guy, yeah. Well, practically triplets because you also didn't get Mark Henry's giant hand child. <laughs> I had that in the back of my mind. I remember when Tyler sent this in, so <laughs> I knew that was I knew that was somewhere. <laughs> you didn't get him. But tell you he did get Malachi Black. Nice. Mm -hmm. What's like he Malachi gonna Black. be doing? What's Malachi Black going to be doing? Well I'll tell you what he's not gonna be doing. He's not gonna be fighting and then recruiting the Dick Druids from all in 2018. <laughs> you remember this? I remember the Dick Druids, yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, highlight of the show. Um, mm. uh, some some say it's, it's the Dick Druids that led to the formation of AEW. I, I certainly wouldn't <laughs> argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get that. You didn't get that Malachi Black does a memento-style gimmick to try and find out who blew up Vince's limo, only to realize that it was himself. But it was Paul mm -hmm. London. But yeah, but in this rebooking. Oh, okay. Different. You know, hmm. I mean, if you want to go listen to that rebooking, of course. Season two. That is, see, it's available. The Vince McMahon limo. We've already done that. You see, we're so good at this. Been we're there, so done that. Got the t-shirt. Yeah. And we're still not running out of ideas. We're incredible. Yeah. Can you believe this? Thanks, WWE. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Next week, John Morrison, right? So mm -hmm. you didn't get that, and you didn't get what I find to be my favorite, which was accidentally. The board accidentally is doing a lot of heavy lifting in this show, but <laughs> accidentally invades Poland in the 1940s instead of WCW with a with a plastic tank. Oh, so number one, nice. to do that to do that as an accident is incredible. Yeah. Number two, to go back in time, back to the World War tumbolas. We haven't seen one of them in a long time since Melina, I believe. <laughs> uh, but the idea of invading Poland in the 1940s. I don't want to be Mr. History Buff, but Germany invaded Poland in 1939. <laughs> so, oh, for goodness sake, Tyler. Like, what, what were you thinking? So I like the idea of Malachi Black invading Poland to find out that it's already been invaded. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a year too late. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. But here's what you're going to do. You are going to have 60 of your Earth seconds. Yes. Tell me, and the world, all about Malachi Black. And him creating a new finisher. Now, that finishing move involves their butt, their, their, their ass, their anus. Their, their ass, right, okay. But, it's a point. But. but, they have to defeat Rikishi first in order to get permission. Because, of course, he is the king of, of ass-based finishers. Makes total sense, yeah. Exactly. So. So, so Malachi Black, new finisher. But can't it, use the finisher until he beats Rikishi. A new finisher that involves his butt. Oh, his ass, sorry, his ass, yeah. It's very important. Right. The okay. finisher has to involve the ass in some manner, and then also ah. they have to they have to beat Rikishi in order to get permission to use that okay. finisher. Simple. Okay. Okay. You ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the spirit. You don't sound ready. I mean, let's see what happens. <laughs> Excellent. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put... 60 seconds on the clock, although typically for some reason in season five, we've been going way over I mean, 60 yeah, seconds. 60 seconds is fucking like out of there, man. Like, it's, it's, why, why have we even got it there? Just till we run out of steam, I suppose. I will go raw to make it clear <laughs> whenever the 60 seconds is up, but you can just stop whenever you want. Okay. 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 So I'm going to count you down from three. Are you ready to go? 
Yes. Okay. Well, then here we go. Three, two, one. Let's do it. So Malachi Black, he needs to create a new ass-based finisher, but he has to defeat Rikishi to use it. So Malachi Black, martial artist, he uses his hands and feet a lot, but, you know, 15 years or so into the guy's career, he's thinking people are expecting punches and kicks. And what, what I need to do is start surprising folk. And that way, nobody can see my, my, my brutal offense coming. So he goes to the fucking gym and he's like, hey, what, what can I use? And he tries doing, like, um headbutts tries attacking people with his ear i don't know Does, doesn't quite work but then he cracks it um pun, pun uh. intended i can use my ass <laughs> um, but as soon as, as as soon as he says that he looks over to the corner of the gym and there is the ghost of rikishi fatu and already <laughs> Malkai Black is surprised because Rikishi isn't even dead yet, so why the fuck is his ghost there? But don't worry about it, there, there's a reason for it. Rikishi says something like, um, my, my son, you, you, you cannot simply adopt the ass attack. You must earn the ass attack. You must earn the right to attack with your ass. And Malkai's like, how, how do I do that? And Rikishi's all like, well, I challenge you to a, a fiddle battle. Um, we're, we're, you see who plays the fiddle better, sort of like a devil went down to Georgia kind of thing. Do you accept? And Black's like, fuck yeah, I accept. I'm a fucking incredible fiddle player. And if this means I can use my devastating ass attack, then why not? So they have a fiddle battle. Malachi Black defeats the ghost of Rikishi and can now use his ass base finisher. That's 60 seconds. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Did we go over it again? I don't think you heard me going raw. I tried to do it in the background so it wouldn't distract too much. I, I was very much on a roll there. I, I didn't you hear it. You could have said anything there. I wouldn't have heard you. <laughs> I mean, there's twists and turns in that. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just a straight up wrestling match. It was a devil went down a Georgia style. I don't know where that came from. I've heard that battle. song in fucking years. Yeah. Have you heard the Primus one? Oh, great. Yeah. Great cover. Yeah. Great video oh, as well. Fucking ripped. Oh, I love the video. Like the stop motion dolls. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Primus yeah. do loads of like animated videos like that. I'm like, boy, you don't see that shit no more. Yeah, fucking, they've got some great videos, uh, the, the, the the beaver one, yeah, I've forgotten the name of that, but... Oh, that, that... Uh, Winona's Big big Brown Beaver? Yeah, with the, the, with the, the cowboys and stuff, yeah, 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 it's really have cool. Have you seen the that. one, have you seen, there's one called Mr. Crinkle, have you seen that? No, I haven't. It's it's like, it's, it's cool because it's filmed in like one shot, right, hmm. so the camera's kind of low down, and Les Claypool, the bassist, is dressed up like a big pig, wearing <laughs> a suit, and he's playing a double bass, and then... As he plays the song, like loads of like freaks and stuff like walk past him. So it's all in one continuous shot. It's really cool, but also like it's a Primus awesome. video, so it's fucking weird. It's got to be fucked up, yeah. In some oh way. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. And it's dude, cool. I need to listen to more Primus. Primus are great. I love Primus, dude. They fucking rip. Anyway, the the point is, you did a really good job with your rebooking. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Any opportunity I get to talk about Primus, I will take it. But you did, you know, you got everything in there. The ghost of Rikishi, the yeah. uh, devil went down to Georgia stuff, all in there in just over a minute and a half. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah the, the 60 seconds is just taboo, basically. Yeah. That's, see, yeah. that's how good we are at this shit now. We can't even, 60 seconds, at first, 60 seconds was tough, and now 60, 60 seconds. 60 seconds can't even contain our creativity. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Easy. Excellent work, Bryce. Excellent work. Cheers, Tyler. So there we have it. We've had all sorts of 
fast-paced action in today's episode. Not only have we seen Keith Lee being rebooked like the monster he deserved to be rebooked as, we've also seen Rikishi, who died, I guess. <laughs> you know, all sorts of twists and turns. Nobody saw any of this coming, did they? No. With a swerve from left to right. We really got you guys. And we want to say what thank a, you very much. What a roller yeah. coaster of an episode. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we want to say thank you very much for listening. Before we wrap things up too much, of course, Bryce is going to be in the driver's seat for next week. He is going to be in command of the rebooking pen. So I'm going to ask, do you have any clues? Do you have any teases for the fans to keep them involved and invested to come back next week and see what we have in store? I actually do. It's actually it's somebody who we also had to kind of shoehorn it this season after kind of recent events. So um, it's Warhorse again. It's <laughs> again. It's just Warhorse straight up. <laughs> it's not Warhorse. It's somebody else who has recently parted ways with WWE. And yeah, it, 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 we got to we got to cover this one. It's a big one. It is a big one. So you know something to look forward to, folks. But yeah, that that's your clue. It's someone else who's left WWE. So much like last week. Very much, you know, it's one of the 700 people. Yeah. Just pick one of them. It's one of those guys. Narrows it, down. Narrows it yeah. down nicely, doesn't it? Well, you know Keith Lee is not going to be on the list because we already rebooked him perfectly today. Done. Yeah, 699 now, yeah. Easy. We'll get mm. through them, no problem. Yeah. Should be easy enough. And, like, you did the uh, you did Billy Kay in the Iconics. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So I'm sure we did a lot. Yeah, I've done a lot so of them already. But somebody yeah. else. So yeah. we're almost we're almost halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, almost. Yeah by my recollection. So, that means you're going to have to tune in for the rest of the season to see who else we end up rebooking. Also, check out our Patreon page to see some of the other rebookings we've done in the past. Patreon.com forward slash make the kayfabe. We want to say thank you very much for listening to the show. If you guys liked it, if you could just give us like a five-star review on every podcast and app and t- tell the people about the show, that really helps us. We really appreciate it and it helps us spread the word of the show and, you know, it really helps us out. And people need to hear Keith Lee's story. He, that guy yeah, deserves right. a good storyline. And, you know, we, we love making this show. And little things like that, like sharing on Twitter or giving us five-star reviews and stuff like this. Honestly, like that. yeah. It does make a huge difference. Honestly, if every person listening to this show right now just left one five-star review, it would fucking change so many things for us and um, just with how, how things go and uh, keeping the lights on and everything else so honestly guys if you haven't left a five star review or anything like that on, on, on your podcast app like please, please do it, it does help us out it really does we're trying to beat Eric Bischoff in the the rankings <laughs> fucking him and Conrad Thompson fucking Conrad fucking, yeah him and his eight... Conrad with fucking 12 million podcasts it's not yeah. fair exactly he's got so many podcasts of course he's going to be number one you know yeah exactly how are we supposed to compete with that it's not fair you he's know? got the entire fucking top 20 these days. He's got Eric Bischoff, he's got Kurt Angle, he's got fucking Jeff Jarrett, he's got Pritchard, he's got... You name it, he's no, got nobody, it. Nobody listens to the Pritchard one. <laughs> yeah, anymore, yeah. <laughs> okay. Fucking Bruce Pritchard is the reason we have to rebook half of this shit. Yeah, he's, he's a problem, yeah. <laughs> so help us beat Bruce Pritchard and make him look like a prick by yes. right, bringing us up the podcast rankings. It's, you know, we really appreciate that kind of stuff. It really helps us out. You get some more eyes on the product, and it makes it easier for us to come back with excellent storylines. If you think this storyline was worth a damn at all, help us out. Give us a little five-star review. It really helps. But like we said, Bryce is going to be back next week. He's going to have something pretty special planned. It's going to be amazing. So make sure to say subscribe so you can see what next week's episode is going to be. Is there anything else you want to say to the people, Bryce? Thanks. Perfect. Thank you very much. 
I'm going to echo that statement and say thank you very much as well. We are going to see you in the next episode. So thank you guys, and we'll see you soon. Peace. Bye. Rawr. Rawr.